This is Pastor Stuart Schneider welcoming you to a service of worship at Community Presbyterian Church in Belfont, Kentucky. Come, let us worship the Lord together. Our first reading is from the prophet Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, 11 through 16, and then 20 through 24. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd. My servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen for the word of the Lord in this reading. Our second reading is Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory... And all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you? or naked, and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick, or in prison, and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me, and to the eternal fire 
prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Listen for the word of the Lord. Today is Christ the King Sunday, known as, properly, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Matthew sets the stage for us. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. How in this world are 21st century people to approach the king of the universe? Presenting ourselves to secular kings or queens is an art left behind in the 18th century. Where would we find the humility to approach the king of the universe. I'm afraid as we look around at a world that appears to me the wheels are coming off, that we've given up the search for that humility and taken an easier path, that of partisanship. Yea, us, in place of thy will be done. That's why I'm always happy when Christ the King Sunday comes around. It offers us a perspective which is not clouded by the traditions surrounding other more familiar church observances. Christmas has been around so long it's grown feathers. Santa and reindeer shopping and elves and I don't know what all. It's altogether too cluttered to allow us to ponder its meaning. Likewise, Easter with bunnies and little children and colored eggs. Christ the King, by comparison, is a relatively recent addition to the Western liturgical calendar, having been instituted in 1925 by Pope Pius XI for the Roman Catholic Church and adopted by Presbyterian or Protestant churches, I should say, Reformed churches, in 1970. It hasn't had time to grow feathers yet, and that means we can look directly at the day, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, without having to make room for elves or bunnies. When we really face that awesome title, the only proper response really is to fall on your knees in fear and trembling. Well, we're individualistic Americans. That's hard for us. So generally speaking, we'd rather not. Hard or not, preferences aside, the church says we must, and so we will, for we are the creations of his hands. Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, you simply cannot say that and concentrate on it without being left breathless. 
The solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, demands that we engage the authority of Jesus and our relationship with him. We're not meant to be frightened, but we are meant to live in awareness of our position as both loved and created. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. When 21st century people look around them and see only crisis and threats of doom, when we see rulers of nations with the power to destroy literally all life on earth, when we see those leaders insulting and provoking one another, raising the temperature of the discussion to terrifying heights, then our quite reasonable fears speak to us in voices so loud that we forget that which we once knew so well, that salvation lies only with God. When our fears speak to the innermost heart and frighten us, we turn for salvation to those promising us safety, even those whose lives do not reflect the teachings of our Lord. Dana Hall McCain in the Dauphin, Alabama Eagle writes, I remember when we said and said often that the good character of a leader was an absolute essential. Then 2016 happened. Suddenly the bar had to be lowered because we couldn't possibly be faithful to God when the stakes were so high, right? God surely didn't expect us to trust him and refuse to align with those whose lives are in direct conflict with much of his word in times like this, did he? God surely didn't expect us to trust him and refuse to align with those whose lives are in direct conflict with much of his word in times like this, did he? Even if the people in politics are showing themselves to be unworthy of our trust, surely God wouldn't mind if we hold our noses and throw in with them for the common good because the stakes are so frighteningly high. The prophet of the Lord replies, He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Christ the King allows us to adjust our eyesight to the realities of creation. When we think of Jesus, we often think of him on the cross, or in the tomb, or lying in a manger. Each of these images has worth and teaching, but each of these images portrays Jesus as powerless. On Christ the King Sunday, our eyes are opened, and we can see in place of those images the King of the universe. Jesus began his time on earth in a manger. He ended it through the cross to a lonely tomb, But in the meantime, 
Jesus didn't spend his time on earth in idleness and acceptance of, quote, the way things are. He spoke. He acted. He knocked over the furniture in the temple. The way things are describes this world of sin in which men of power turn their backs on acting for the good of all to abuse women and pursue money. The church, the body of Christ, must not be faithless to our reason for existence. The body of Christ has a calling and too often has been unfaithful to it, offering nothing more than a hiding place from which we can glare disapprovingly at the sins of the world and comfort ourselves that we at least are righteous. I'd like to suggest that the United States Constitution places only one obligation on a citizen, to vote. And not only that, but to vote responsibly, exercising the judgment that you have been given so as to choose the candidate who will carry the burdens of office with the intention of confronting the sins of this world rather than burying them. We have had enough and more than enough of candidates who speak conformity with our Lord but act otherwise. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. The sanctimonious evildoers we see on the news who seek to cover their sins by wrapping the church around themselves have judged themselves already. Christ the King will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. So must the body of Christ speak on this, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Amen. Please join with me as we affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Archbishop Timothy Dolan once said, Maybe the greatest threat to the church is not heresy, not dissent, 
not secularism, not even moral relativism, but this sanitized, feel-good, boutique, therapeutic spirituality that makes no demands, calls for no sacrifice, asks for no conversion, entails no battle against sin, but only soothes and affirms. Go ye from here and be about your master's business. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God's people said,